ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Let's take a look at defence now and the long-awaited review of the Royal Australian Navy's surface fleet is complete and is expected to be released tomorrow. Media reports this morning suggest that it will unveil plans for a new fleet of eight small, heavily armed warships to boost naval firepower in the region in response to China. Reports also indicate the government will scale back the troubled hunter-class frigate program from nine to six ships. Jennifer Parker is an expert associate at the ANU's National Security College and served as a senior commander in the Royal Australian Navy for 20 years. Uh, Jennifer Parker, welcome back to Breakfast. Morning, Sally. Good to be back on. The surface fleet review uh, is expected to be released tomorrow. What do we know about the security priorities of that review? Yes, it is meant to be released tomorrow, thankfully. It has uh, it has been a long time in waiting. I guess the Defence Strategic Review released in April last year did articulate that the Navy required more, smaller warships and more lethality. So we do expect to see some sort of increase to the numbers of the surface combatant fleet, which are currently 11, uh, and under the current plan of the Hunter class, uh, delivering nine vessels will go to 12 in the late uh, 30s. So we're expecting to see those two things. We should also see, hopefully, a decision on the Arafira offshore patrol vessel, which is currently listed as a program of uh, concern, and we're not really sure where that fits into the Navy's concept of warfighting. You've been uh, a commander at operational level. Why is it favourable to have smaller, more lethal vessels rather than big ships on those kind of operations, particularly if we're operating in our in our own region? Look, the challenge for the Royal Australian Navy has always been that it doesn't have enough ships. So I released a report last year that looked at the last 50 years of analysis of how many surface combatant ships the Navy needed. And every single uh, review in the last 50 years said that we needed between 16 to 20. And that was before we removed this concept of 10-year strategic warning time, which was removed in 2020 in Defence Strategic Update, which talks about, hey, we think we've got 10 years to plan if there's going to be a conflict in our region. When that was removed, we really should have reviewed the numbers of ships that we had. So having smaller, more lethal warships, given the size of the Navy and its crewing challenges, allows the Navy to operate in more places off the coast. So that's quite important given the size of our exclusive economic zone and the fact that 98% of our trade comes via maritime rights. Ships are one thing, crew are another. What do we know about the situation at the moment with the number of ships that just don't have enough crew to be able to operate? Yeah, look, this is a challenging one. So certainly um, it has been reported by the Australian that one of the Anzac-class frigates, of which we have eight, has been mothballed due to not having enough crew. And this isn't new. This has happened a few times in the history of the Anzac class. And it's further rumoured that another two might be mothballed. So three of the eight ships, and we only have eight Anzacs, 11 surface combatants in total, might be laid up because of crew issues. We do know that Defence Strategic Review said that the Navy was experiencing crew challenges, but we also know that the Navy is just under 15,000 people. So it has been growing. It's certainly grown about 700 since its pre-COVID numbers. So yes, absolutely, there's an issue about numbers, but also really there needs to be a conversation about what is the appropriate structure of the Royal Australian Navy moving forward. Much of the the focus has been on the $45 billion hunter-class frigate program. What impact will those vessels have on regional security, do you think? 
Yeah, look, the Hunter program is a is a really interesting one. So the Hunter class frigate, of which we're meant to get nine under the current program, although the rumours are that'll be reduced to six, was due to replace the Antarctic class frigate. The troubles with it started early on, in fact, before the program was named. So the Hunt, the Anzac class frigate, the first of which was commissioned in '96, really should have had its replacement being thought about and being named in the early 2000s. But it wasn't until 2016 that the previous government agreed to replace the Anzac class. So we're behind the eight ball as we get there. The challenges with the Hunter class frigate is it is a highly capable anti-submarine warfare vessel. It provides a capability that the Royal Australian Navy has not had in a very long time. But the criticism of it is that it does not have enough vertical launch systems or doesn't can't carry enough missiles for modern warfare. It is a capable ship compared to most countries in the region. But when you think about the fact that the Hunter has 32 missile silos and your average US destroyer has 96, you can see the comparison and the issue. The other challenge with it is it's actually a 10,000-ton frigate. Now, your average frigate is about five to 6,000 tonnes. It's, in fact, actually 3,000 tonnes larger than our air warfare destroyer. So, so there's a number of challenges with it. It does provide us an enhanced anti-submarine warfare capability. But if it is to be reduced to six, I think that is a good direction to go in. The plan is for some of the new ships uh, to be built in South Australia and also in WA. How realistic do you think a domestic shipbuilding plan like this is compared to buying the vessels off off the shelf, so to speak? Well, look, I think it is realistic. You know, we're often um, quick to criticise in Australia our shipbuilding capability And we know we have issues with workforce, issues that can only be solved through education, through migration. But we have had a history uh, throughout the history of the Royal Australian Navy of building ships quickly. You know, before World War II, we actually built about 60 Corvettes, Bathurst-class Corvettes. So we have done this in our history. And we can do it, I think, if there is a whole-of-nation effort to address all of the barriers to getting it done. But the challenge with uh, making the decision to build them all in Australia, if that is in fact the decision, is just the time that takes. What we know from the Defence Strategic Review is that our strategic circumstances are deteriorating. You know, we have wars in Europe, we have wars in the Middle East, we have China's increased aggressive behaviour in Southeast Asia and in Northeast Asia. And so the question has to be asked, do we really have the time to build all of these ships in Australia, or would it be more prudent to acquire some offshore and build some in Australia? And it'll be interesting to see what the fleet review comes out on that point with tomorrow. What do we look like to our potential opponents if we're seeing headlines of cost blowouts and delays in contracts, uh, a shortage of crews uh, for ships, uh, delays in release of, of reviews? What does all that look like from the outside? Look, I think The point to know, you know, is that every country that builds ships, whether that's China, whether that's the US, whether that's the UK, has issues with its ship programs because they're challenging things to build. That said, I think some of the reporting about the crew issues and uh, some of the delays in getting the reviews out, given how stark the DSR said our strategic circumstances are, does send a message that we don't quite have our defence capability grouped up. Um, And that is concerning, and that's something that we need to look at. I do think that there could be more benefit. I had a piece in the Australian Fin Review a couple of weeks ago talking about the fact that it would be beneficial for defence to engage more with the public because explaining some of these things, you know, we don't 
when we have something come out saying two ships are going to be mothballed or three ships are going to be mothballed or there's crew issues, that's not really being explained from defence. And I'm sure that an explanation to the public that's heard by our public, but also uh, countries outside of Australia, would be beneficial in explaining what is happening but what we're doing about it. And I think that information void has been unhelpful as well. Jennifer Parker, we'll need to leave it there. Thank you again for your time. Thanks, Ali. That's Jennifer Parker there, expert associate at the ANU's National Security College and also clocked up uh, 20 years' service in the Royal Australian Navy. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.